Today's shear, the fourth overview of the series and the last one, we're going to discuss some general halachas that have to do with serious pilum, have to do with employment. One of the most fundamental discussions in employment is the discussion of Midigah Medina, common custom. When workers take a job, and the truth is many agreements of Hashem Mishra are the same thing, but when two people agree on something, and without speaking any other tenai, any other condition, we assume that they're following the common custom, they're following the Midigah Medina. When you have a worker that takes a job, today, we don't work from sunrise to sunset. During the time of the Gemara, the Gemara says that people work from sunrise to sunset. Today we don't work from sunrise to sunset. We work from nine to five most of the time. So let's say you have a Balabais that comes and says, you know what, I expected you to come here from sunrise and work till sunset. Obviously it's laughable, we're gonna tell him, listen, we take such a job, we meant from nine to five. This is a Mishnah at the beginning of the seventh paragraph of the he tells him to get up early and to work till late. If that's not the common custom, you cannot force them. So the obvious question is, why? Why would you even think that he could force them? What's the havamina? What's the, what's the rationale to even think such a thing? So the Gemara says, Pshita, it's Pashat. Why should you have to work from the morning to the night? This is not the, the norm. So the Gemara says, the Tafalei we're talking about, and the Chiddush, the Mishnah is telling you, even if you pay your salaries generously, even if you pay your workers generously, and you tell them, the reason why I'm paying you so generously is because I expect you to be here for longer, to work longer hours, if it was not spoken out clearly, it follows Midgah Medina, it follows the custom of 9 to 5. I, why did I pay you better? Why did I pay you more? Balbais is going to say, so they're going to say, we thought you paid us more generously because you want us to do a real good job. When we're here, you want us to be totally involved, not waste time, not take long extended coffee breaks, etc., etc. Therefore, we did, we, and we did that. And we actually did that. We did a good job. So we deserve the extra salary. So the halacha favors the workers, the employees, unless you spoke at condition otherwise. Rebki Vegar and Shulchan Aruch, on this halacha, the Mechaber writes, points out that even if there's a muhzik, even if he's holding on to the money, it doesn't help. You cannot be a muhzik against a minigamadino and you have to follow minigamadino common custom. It's a very big fiddish, very important. But you see from here, from this Mishnah, that minhag, the minigamadino, the custom is what we follow, even against a halacha. If he did not speak it out clearly, we followed the common custom. The halacha would have been, if he would, would go back to the way the Torah was given her Sinai, the halacha would have been he worked from sunrise to sunset. But the Torah allows a, a, a custom that developed over the later years to affect this. And the Yerushalmi says, from here we learn that when it comes to Dine Mominus, we follow Minig HaMedina, we follow common custom. The question is, why does this apply to everything else? That's a whole different discussion in Paiskim. But the, 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 the halacha is that by Dine Mominus, we assume the agreement was based on whatever was the norm, that was the agreement of the two parties, that was the intention of the two parties, and therefore we follow common custom. So, if you have 
workers that want to take extended coffee breaks, and you want to do something that's not uh, commonly done. Obviously, the halacha would follow the employer. You cannot take out your cell phone and sit and play on your cell phone in the middle of working because that is not the kind of custom. That's not something that's permitted to do. It's not something that's part of the work ethic of the law of how the, 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 the day is set up. There are laws that allow for lunch breaks, coffee breaks. I believe there's no explicit law, but it became an adopted custom. At least in certain states, it's, it's not an explicit law. And therefore, it became adapted still to allow it. But again, it has to be with a limit. Some people can't sit in their seat. They get up, they go in and out and out and out. That's something that's not, definitely not according to the Torah. Where do we know this from? How do we know that cutting corners and leaving early and coming late and all these kinds of things is something that's against the halacha? So we're going to turn to the halacha in Simon Shin Lamet Zion, where the Mechaber is actually quoting a Rambam. And the Rambam is coming from a Pasuk in the Torah, from the story of Yaakov Avinu. They'll read the Lashon of the Mechaber. Shilam Zayin Sif Chaf and Chashem Mishma. Muzar HaPoyel Shaloyevatl Me'at Mikan U'Me'at Mikan. A worker is warned not to cut, not to trim off his workday a little bit of this side, a little bit of that side. He's required to be machbed, to be at a certain time. There was a halacha, the Mesil Shishar discusses this as well. There was a halacha that Chazal had said that when it comes to benching, a worker is not required to bench the entire benching. Today we don't follow this because we assume the employer agrees that he should bench the whole benching. But if there was such a halacha that if there was no, if there, at that time apparently it wasn't common to bench. So therefore when they instituted it, they instituted it with the caveat that the workers don't have to say this fourth bracha because it's going to take away from the time of working. So let's think about that. Just to say the fourth bracha of benching, Chazal said you won't say it because why? Because it's going to take away from the time of the work. It's an incredible thing. It shows you how important how the minutes of a, of a worker are. He cannot take time. The Gemara says that there was one of the Amirah did not want to answer Shalom Aleichem in the middle of working. And the Gemara talks many, many, many instances of, of the, the Amirah and the Tanah that, that they were very careful with the time of the employer. And that, says the Mechaber, is not just a nice thing with the Meshurus did. That's actually the letter of the law in many cases that you're not allowed to trim off time from here and there. When you do the work, you have to do it with all your energy. You have to be fully involved. Not sitting and fiddling around or whatever it is. With all my energy I served your father. What was the reward for fully involving himself in, the, in, in watching the sheep of Laban? Hashem paid him back in this world. Not only in the next world, in this world, says the rabbi. When you're careful on the time and you think, instead of thinking that if you take some time here and there, you'll be able to take care of your stuff that you need, says the rabbi, the opposite. If you do your job fully and properly, then, then Hashem will take care of your stuff even better. Hashem will award you after Elam Azash and everybody, you have to 
financial situation completely exploded. It completely it, his his tremendous amount of the chasm. He had sheep, and and the the, the, the pasuk says, "Ata yisrael We had two camps already. So much Akash Baruch benched him with, and and the Rambam says that that was not stam something because he was one of the opposite. It was because he was careful to work for love. And if you would have asked me, who's the last person? that you have to be involved in working for them properly, I would have said Lava. I mean, Lava is trying to cheat, cheat you. He's the, he's the epitome of a, of a cheater. I once heard about the Seattle Solomon asked, why was Lava Zeichel to be in the Torah so much? Why is his name in the Torah? He says, because the Torah puts people who represented an extreme. Vilom represented an extreme. Lava represented an extreme. He was the extreme. He was the epitome of, of a crook. And still, says the Mechaber, even working for the worst crook in the world, still, if you're getting paid for what you're doing, you have to do it properly. And if you do do it properly, HaKadosh Baruch is the one that's going to take care of you, and he's going to pay you back 100%. That's the amazing words of the Shulchan Aruch, which is quoting the Rambam, and with the bracha that a person will have in this world. Chavitz Chaim writes at the end of the 10th parak in Abbas Chesed, after the halachas of Baltolin, the Chavitz Chaim writes that a worker should make a very clear contract with the employer exactly what his responsibilities are. Today there's a concept of multitasking. Many times you see advertisements, they want someone who can multitask. Multitasking is another way of saying they want someone who can do the job of five different people. Now if you're hiring an employee and you don't have a clear contract with them, what their responsibilities are and what you're paying them for, or even if you pay them for the hour, but then you afterwards you, you dump on them all kinds of things. You want them to be your bookkeeper and, and to know Excel and PowerPoint and also to know graphics and also to telemarket and also to know how to type and do mailings and mail merges, right? You pay the job of five people to one person. Says the Chavitz Chaim, if you don't speak out clearly exactly what you expect of the person and the person has not agreed to this kind of level of work, the Balabayas is the one who has to foot the bill. It has to be evaluated in the market price, and he has to pay 100% the market price to this person. So if they hadn't spoken it out, that I expect you to do all these things, which will be exactly this, 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 and this, then technically the person should be getting a salary of five people. Therefore, many times to avoid confusion, misunderstanding, miscommunications, which, which most of the time is the cause of all the problems, when it comes to money, everybody knows that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And if a person doesn't make a clear agreement at the outset, what's going to happen is that there's going to be fights. As the Chavetz Chaim, the way to avoid fights and potential problems of Gzelo by not paying properly would be to make sure that you pay, that you, I'm sorry, that you wrote out a clear contract in the beginning. Now we discussed until now the halachas of the employee, how he's supposed to be careful with the time of the Balabais. Now we're going to discuss the other half of the story, and that is how the Balabayas has to be careful to pay the worker on time. The Gemara tells us about Metziah, that Kofi Bezim and Alec. The Gemara says, brings a pasuk in the Torah, the Elah who Naisei When a person's working for you, he's investing his life into it. Rashi says, sometimes people who work have to do dangerous jobs. There are people that climb trees for jobs. They hang in the trees, they have these, all these trees on the top of the tree line, on the cranes, and they sometimes they hang for the branches or whatever it is, and they have these chainsaws, which are terribly dangerous. 
And they do this in order to make a parnasa, says the Gemara, says the Torah, Be'el of says, Napshay, he's throwing his whole life into it, he's actually risking his life for it. If a person doesn't pay his worker on time, he's being over terrible transgressions. Now, I want to make a half dogma, I want to give a small introduction. Unfortunately, today, the business schools teach that a person, when it comes to business, you have to be cutthroat. Cutthroat basically means not only do you think about yourself only, but you have to aggressively attack the other person. And unfortunately, this has come to, to create many, many situations where, which are completely against what the Torah says. Completely against. I'm going to say over a dramatic um, example of this, and it's a true example, and I was called to be a dying on such a thing one time. You have people, they have nursing homes, they make an order, they, or, they, open, they open around 40 different companies, and they order spoons and forks and plates under one name, they order clothing under a different name, they order beds under a different company, and then at the end they bankrupt all 39 of the companies, except for one company they report as profitable, and they go ahead and they think that since they bankrupted it, they don't have to pay. Now, many times the suppliers are, are yidded. Baruch Hashem, I'm sure this is not that common, but unfortunately this Shiloh came up already twice. And that is without a doubt complete and total gzela, complete and total theft. When a person owes money and he doesn't pay, he's a total thief. And the same thing applies to a person who owes a salary to a worker and does not pay the worker, and he has no intention of ever paying the worker, or he intends to, to force the worker to settle with him by withholding his salary. The Torah tells you, and the Gemara says, that a person who is koifer schar suffer, who withholds the payment of the worker, over behei he has transgressed five lavim in the Torah. Now, a person would not eat chazer. Chazer is only one lap. If a person doesn't pay a salary, he has eaten chazer five times. Mishum bal tashik, mishum bal tigzal, mishum bal tashik stafir ani, mishum bal talim, mishum biyaviti tizcharet, and leisaber lo vashemesh. And that's on top of that. There's one assay that was just listed. So he's over five lapim and one assay by not paying his work. We're not discussing that kind of person. We're not discussing a person that that's that crooked that he won't even pay at all. Even Lavan didn't think of not paying to, at all. He was forced, Yaakov Meister forced him to pay. He got paid at the end. It might have been hard to get the money out of him, but he got it. But if you have people that, that think that they can dray and they can schlep and pull out people's nerves and not pay the salary, they're over an Isser. Besides the fact that there's an also an Isser to make a person wait. Besides for Baltolan, there's an Isser Drabonon, that if you owe money to someone or you pledge something, and they come to you and you have the money and you say, no, come back later or whatever this and that, that's called don't tell your friend to go and come back. Don't make people go and come back. There are people that get a high by making people run after them. They make a pledge, $5,000, and then they give it to you a piecemeal. They make you run after them all the time just to get, keep you involved with them all the time. That's mamash and isadra You're not allowed to do that. It's improper, it's unethical, it's, it's unjust. A person who has to pay. Now we're going to discuss a normal, honest employer who plans on paying, and he has money. However, it's unfortunately he does not have his checkbook on him. The Torah tells you there's a halacha to force yourself to go make sure you have money to pay on time. 
It's called the Yoimai Titein Scharoi. That's known as Baltolin. If a person has to pay his workers, he has to pay on time. The Mishnah on the Kof Yudom and Beis discusses this. Sacher Shoi is going to call a Laila, the Chalayoim, Sacher Shabbos, Sacher Chaydash. It doesn't matter if you pay by the day, by the week, by the end of the period of payment, by the end of that 12 hour period. For example, if you finished right at, at Shkia by night or at Tzetzikah Chavim when it starts to be night, Chavim Time says you should be Machmed after Tzetzikah Chavim then. So then you have till the end of the next 12 hour period until the morning. The same thing when you, if he finishes right in the beginning of the morning, you have till the end of the day to pay your worker. If you finish in the middle of the day, you have till the end of the day. If you finish, let's say, at 10 o'clock in the morning, you have till Shkia. You should be Machmer with Shkia. If a person finishes the job in the middle of the night, you have till the morning. Now this is going to obviously create a problem if you finish the job an hour before sun sunset. Right? He's going to have to scramble and get it, but that's the halacha. The halacha is you have to pay them the day they finish the job. The Yoyim Maititin Tzchar is Mitzvah and Baltolin is a Loisaseh, it's a lav for a person to withhold payment more than a day. Again, we're not talking a person who does not plan to pay. He does plan to pay. He's just withholding it an extra day because he simply hasn't had time to go to the bank. The Allah is, drop everything else, go to the bank, and make sure you get the money and you pay. There's a few exceptions to the halacha of Baltolin, but before we get into the exceptions, let's just try to incorporate in ourselves the importance of the halacha. The Chavetz Chaim says there are people that are mahadr for a beautiful esr, a beautiful lulav, and they build a sukkah. They're all excited. They go into the sukkah first thing in the morning with their lulav, or they eat matzah. They spend so much money on matzah. When it comes to paying a worker on time, they look at it like a headache. Chavetz Chaim says it's the same mitzvah. It's the same Akadosh Baruch that gave you the mitzvah of lulav and matzah. They gave you the mitzvah of You go ahead and you pay your worker on time. You should be dancing. You should be happy. You're doing a mitzvah matzah, you're doing a mitzvah lulav, you're doing the same, same exact mitzvah. Therefore, says the Chavetz Chaim, a person has to, we have to change our outlook on what it means paying employees on time. Says the Chavetz Chaim, we have to look at it like a mitzvah, a real bona fide mitzvah that we could, that we could make a l'shem yichud on it. The Arizal says the Pesach Tshuva and Simon Shin Lavates, even if he didn't have money, which the Allah says a person does not have money at the time, he doesn't, simply doesn't have the money in the bank, he doesn't have the money at all, he's not going to be over Baltolin. However, that reason would borrow money to be Mekayim this mitzvah. That's how important it was to Mekayim. Now, there are some exceptions to this. Um, one of the notable exceptions are, like we just said before, if he doesn't have money. Another exception to it is if there's usually a process that's involved before they issue the paychecks. For example, a person who's a traveling salesman for a company has to sit down with all the invoices and, and go over, over them with the boss. So since every month that's part of the due process, there's no baltolin if the paycheck isn't issued on time because they still haven't sat down to, to have this discussion. And the same thing will apply in any similar format where there's some kind of process that goes, or if he doesn't pay until a certain market day, says the Gemara, or the Gemara says another very interesting halacha, which is also brought down in Simon Shin Lamates, that if a person is hired through an agent, he never directly spoke to the Balabayas one-on-one. According to the Gemara says, in that case, the Balabayas has not obligated himself to be a direct person to pay them, and the manager or the, or the agent himself also has no responsibility directly because he's not the person who's paying the money. 
So it winds up that they don't have the dinner baltolin. Of course they have to pay, or else there's a gazlin. But the dinner paying on time would not apply in that case. The, the, the halachas are, there's an interesting halacha of a kablin. A kablin means a person who gets paid by the job. For example, if you have your stuff by the cleaners and they call you up to pick it up, you're not required that day that they call you to go pick it up. There's no baltolin if you wait to pick it up till the next day. Why is that? Because since they have your money, they have something they can hold on to for your salary. This is one of the reasons presented by the Nice Akel Meshachanarach and the Paiskim. That's considered in a certain way as if they already have a salary, and therefore you would not transgress Baltol. The Archa Shulchan takes issue with that. The Archa Shulchan says, what does it matter that they, that they, that they have your, um, that your item? They can't do anything with it. They can't eat it. They can't, I mean, they need food. Elof Nice says, Nafshay. Archa Shulchan has a different trap. But that's, that's the trap. The, the, the Bir Allah in the beginning of Hilfah Shabbos has a similar discussion, which is connected to this Ar HaShulchan as well. A fascinating discussion where somebody came on Arab Shabbos, the cleaners comes on Arab Shabbos to a person and said he wants to give him the suit that he ordered from the cleaners, he's dropping it off, and he realizes that he doesn't have enough money to pay the cleaners and to buy whatever wine or food or challah he needed for Shabbos. He, unless he mamish gets the cheapest and the most, the beer minimum food. So the Chavetz Chaim discusses what's, what's better. Is it more important to pay him on time, or is it more important to do Tzarek Shabbos? Chavetz Chaim writes, technically, it's more important to pay him on time. However, Chavetz Chaim gives you an Eitzah that you can refuse the delivery. You can tell them that you're not interested in accepting it right now. Why is that? You're not interested in accepting it because you have my thing. As we said before, if you have the money that belongs to the person, there's no Baltol if the person doesn't pay you on time. So you can refuse delivery. The Aruch HaShulchan disagrees. The Aruch HaShulchan says you cannot refuse the delivery. And according to the Aruch HaShulchan Taka, you would have to um, accept the delivery. So we see from here that it's very, very important, just like the workers have to have a very strong work ethic, a balabayas, an employer, has to have a very strong work ethic, and neither one is dependent on the other, as the Rambam says. It's not dependent on how the employer treats you if you're allowed to be a crook and, and try to steal from him. You have to do what you're paid for. Now, I'm not discussing cases where a person has your money, they stole something from you, or you're allowed to steal something back, or whatever. That's halacha, which is discussed in Elvis Dayonim, Albert Inishdin and Nafsheh, or not. Most of the time, there's no bearing at all on this Shiloh, and the discussion is simply a Shiloh of what you agreed to, what you agreed the salary will be, and you're getting paid for that, you have to do it no matter what. And the same thing applies to the employer. He has to give the salary no matter what. It doesn't make any difference that he's on a trip to, to the Far East. And it comes payday, it's payday. And you have to make sure that the money is there. Now, there's a halacha that you have to request the money. In Baltolin, a, a worker has to at least hint, Chavis Chaim says, or at least come ask for his paycheck. If the worker is also in a, in, on some vacation someplace, the Balabayas won't be over Baltolin. But in a normal arrangement where everyone's around, there would be a required worth of for the Balabayas to make sure it's pan time. Another halacha that comes out of this Gemara of Elam Hunaisa's Nafshai is connected to the discussion of injuries that happen on the job. Getting compensated for an injury 
the, the disability, whatever it is. So today, most of the time, there's insurance. But you have small companies that don't have insurance. And you have people, they went to do a job for the company, and, and they got damaged, they got hurt. So the shayla is, what's the responsibility of the balabas? So, it's a halacha in a few places in Shulchan Aruch, notably in Simon Kuf Peches, at the end of the Simon, the Mechaber writes, it's not Sphere Spoiler, it's talking about a case where there was a shliach, a person sent a shliach to do some shliachas, to some kind of business deal. If let's say a person was a shliach and he got some kind of damage, his, his, his possessions got damaged because of his shlichas that he's doing, or he got in trouble because of it with the government, but if they do a moment and they confiscated from him certain amounts of money, the mishaleach is not chayiv to pay for the damage. The Ramban in Shuba Simen Chav, which is the source of that halacha in the Mechaber, the, Mechaber, the Ramban says, because that's a risk that a worker takes. A worker takes a risk. You, you can't blame everything on the employer. If a person gets hired to do jobs that are dangerous, we said before, they understand that doing a dangerous job is a risk that they choose to take. The, the owner didn't force them to take the job. They came looking for a job. This person has a tree cutting company, you have to go up climbing the trees. You knew about it when you got hired. The same thing for any kind of dangerous job, or any job that has a level of danger that came along with it, or even if it was unexpected, still it's, an, it's a risk that's accepted by the employee. The Knight of Yehuda and Rumbaisha both have a very similar sack, where a person was hired to do a dangerous job, the case in the Yehuda discusses of a person who's hired to hunt animals. He's hired to go hunting and there's danger in hunting wild animals, the animal's going to attack. The halacha is, he's allowed to do it. Why are you allowed to do it? Ah, it's dangerous, it's sakana, says the Yehuda, because it is Gemara. It's part of a risk. People take a risk to do a job. Ramesha was asked about, I believe it was Major League Baseball or tackle football, some kind of ball game which was dangerous. And Ramesha writes that if you're getting paid, you're allowed to do it. Why? Because it's a risk that you're taking in order to, to do your job, to do your business. So therefore, based on the positive, the risk is something that the employee takes. It's not something that the Balabayas would be hired. Again, if the Midigah Medina is that there's insurance that's taken out, in that case, the insurance would obviously be paid. But if there's no insurance and you're working for the small company, it's understood that there's no such insurance in place, or if you're a young man in a kailal, or a rabbi in a school, at a new school or something, in those cases you cannot require the, the school to pay or the kailal to pay for damage that happened because that's a risk that a person takes.